Log Talk Radio. You're listening to the Larcher and Larson Sports Show, episode 115. We're recording live at 5 p.m. on Thursday, February 19th. We've been doing this show for a couple years now. This podcast drops every Thursday night, but you can listen and interact with us live on blogtalkradio.com. Tonight, we're doing it at 5 p.m. CST. We're a Chicago-based podcast. Topics include sports. We talk some bears. Bulls talk tonight. A lot of things going on tonight. Uh, NBA trade deadline happened today. There's some Bulls rumblings going on. The Wrigleyville rooftops have spoken. Al Archer's back from vacation. The NFL combine. We're at the eve of it. SNL 40. I'm sure we got to talk about it. You can find us on Player FM for a podcast. You can find us on Stitcher Radio and iTunes. Just search for us. We are Larcher and Lawrenson. He is Larcher than Life on Twitter and Instagram. I am Clark in Chicago on Twitter and Instagram. Tweet us. Call us. Join the chat room on blogtalkradio.com. Joining us tonight from Madison, Wisconsin, he's had himself locked in a uh, in the basement studying, studying the NFL scouting combine. Jason Ferrari will be joining us. He's been in there for two weeks with nothing but coffee and bourbon. I'm going to hand it over right now to my partner, the one and only Alfred Ferdinand Larcher the Third. Well, thank you, Clark. It's uh, huh? Hello. Yeah, it's three degrees outside. You know, last week it was seventy degrees, and now it's three degrees, and it's cold. And uh, I had to go to the doctor at eight in the morning. But you know what? We got sports, and uh, we got all kinds of exciting things to talk about. As you said, the big SNL forty—that was exciting. Yeah, that was. Um, you know, I went yesterday, I mean, it's three degrees outside right now. I went yesterday to Bed Bath & Beyond, and I bought microwavable slippers. So, I'm wearing those this morning. This afternoon, whatever. I don't even know where we're at. How long do you have to microwave those things for? Well, they say 30 seconds and not to go longer than 90 seconds. I So, how long did you go? I microwave them for a good three minutes. Mm-hmm. And they're pretty good, I bet. And, uh... Yeah, they, I mean, they actually, they work, but, you know, the thought of putting slippers in the microwave is a little uh, gross, but it comes with a little bag, a sanitary bag, so I'm hoping that helps. I don't know, though. Yeah, do you spray the bag down before you put it in, or when you take it out, or do you just, like, in the bag, that's considered sanitized, good to go? No, you just put it, I mean, really, it's like one of those old Crown Royal bags. It's just a, it's just like a, a velvet cloth bag, but... I don't know. Whatever. All right. All right. Well, hey, guys, you can give us a call right now and join in on the conversation if you'd like. 888-787-4827. Uh, at about 20 minutes past the hour, Ferrari will be joining us then, but uh, we'll grab your phone calls oh, up until that God. moment. Yeah, how about it? Yep. Uh, you can also text us on the text line. Yeah, that number is 773-559-5189. It'll get you right in touch with the show. Uh, whatever's on your mind, please just feel free to text because God knows I love uh, I love reading your texts. Yeah. Hey, you've been back for a minute now. Uh, you got back uh, late last Thursday evening. Uh, we did take a week off of the show again there. And uh, yeah, what, how, was that, 
Uh, how was that trip? Have you had a chance to decompress? It was good. I mean, there was there was one situation where you know I it, a lot of things are consumed on that trip. A lot of you know alcohol and then things. And uh, uh, we took a long boat ride on some uh, pretty choppy water. And then you know I I came back. We came back. We survived. And um, we get back, and uh, you know the room doesn't stop moving. You know I got the the sea legs going, and then it's right. time for another boat ride. And I'm like, yeah, what the hell? You know, YOLO. YOLO on a Tuesday. You know what I mean? It sounds say nowadays. YOLO so is I'm your like, I'll, go, I'll yeah. go back out on the sea. I'm a, I'm a sea dog after all. You know, I'm I'm from I'm the son of a son of a sailor. So I I went back out there and we end up at a, a bar, you know, where you dock you you boat the boat to the dock and you get out of the boat and you go upstairs to the bar. And uh I'm having a hard time at this point putting um you know, sentences together and walking. And some lady, because I got this growth on my chin. I went to the doctor today. It's some injury you get from uh, impact of some kind. I think it's because I crashed the microphone into my chin. Anyways, I got this growth on my chin, so we all shaved mustaches. Well, I had to leave a little bit of a chin there because I needed to cover this disgusting fucking thing. And, um, well, uh, as I'm in the bar, I'm sitting there. Some lady thought I was Josh Blue. The comedian? She's like, are you a comedian? I'm like, well, yeah, you know, the Larcher and oh, Larson show. Al, it's the funniest Josh, podcast. Josh, Josh Blue, that's a heck of a compliment, my friend. He's uh, he's made it a lot further than we have. Winner of uh, Last Comic Standing. Yeah, except for the fact the kid has CP. You know, that's his he's, he's got the CP. He's, uh, he's, he's uh, you know, he, he, he can barely walk, barely talk. She thought I was, she was convinced I was CP. I mean, I was Josh Blue. That, I think it's a heck of a compliment, man. That that Josh Blue, I got to tell you, a lot of credit to him. Um, he's able to make people laugh, and I don't believe it's just because of the CP. I don't think that it's all charity voting going on on the show. I don't think people go see him because of, of CP. I think, well, he does battle every day just to be able to get up there on the microphone a lot harder than, than I do myself. So I, I think it's a hell of a compliment, my friend. Yeah, it's a compliment if, you know, you hey, you're as funny as Josh Blue. Okay, maybe. You know, I'll take that. Not, hey, you look like a guy with CP. Well, you were a little out of sorts. I mean, I was, yes. I understand. But, I mean, still, she's lucky I wasn't, uh, I wasn't a little more sober because I would have went with it. Sometimes people will go in over to the, to the bar uh, that we work at, and I'll, they'll come up to me, and I can't tell. Well, I know I you can't tell if they've consumed too much of certain things or if this is just how they are. Right, but I don't go, hey, are you Stephen Hawking? You look like Stephen Hawking, sir. What song what do you mean? What if, what if a gentleman came in in a wheelchair and he was operating it with his mouth and could barely move otherwise? He's wearing glasses. He's about the same age. Wouldn't, wouldn't you assume something similar to that? If he had the hardware, Clark, I think I can make that conclusion. But you know, there was no hardware involved with the looks of a guy. You look, you look at a picture or two of you on on the trip, and then I look at a picture or two of Josh Blue. You had the goatee, your hair, very similar, my friend. And to be honest, it's quite a compliment because I, I know that you're back on track with the diet and everything. But that that man's got a, got a couple pounds on you there. No, he's not fat. That's I, I'm saying you have you got yourself like a couple pounds on him. He's a little bit lighter than you. Yeah. So I think it's a compliment. It's a testament. Oh, so to now the I'm fat. You have done. So now now I'm a fat Josh Blue. I go from being just a guy who looks like Josh Blue. Now you're no, calling I'm me the fat Josh Blue. Thank you, you Clark. Friend. The theme is sky 
Your hard but work is paying off. Your hard work huh? is paying off. Up next, up next, they're going to mistake you for Justin Timberlake. It's going to happen. Well, I hope so. That would be nice. Because yeah. that fellow, now that can dance. That dude is talented. Enough about, enough about dancing. We got the, the Bears have, uh, they fired everybody. They brought in new people. And now we're ready to rebuild. And uh, we, we heard from John Fox this week. We heard from uh, Ryan Pace. And it looks yep. like um, we're going to a 3-4, finally. Yeah, we got the Walter Payton defense coming in. I like that. I, like, I didn't. I never thought of that. But sure, okay. The Walter Payton defense. It's going to be. Um, it's going to be uh, sweet. It's be sweet. So they're they're moving Jared Allen to safety. Lamar Houston's going to play cornerback, and then uh, and then we're good to go. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be that easy. We need to we need to draft some players. I'm sure Ferrari has some ideas there. Um, yeah, I'm telling you, he's been hard at work on it lately, figuring it out. I I'm happy. You might let's give it a shot. Let's go. It's worked well for uh, Fangio out there in San Francisco. Let, let's roll with it now. Yeah. Well, you know, I the whole, like Jared Allen, that guy was like Eddie Murphy on the 40-year anniversary. You know, it was nice to see him uh, back in the uniform, but yeah. uh, he was pretty useless. Yeah, didn't really do anything, just uh, a lot of clapping for himself. Right. And that's no Which 40. is nice you know, if you're into that kind of thing, go for it. But yeah, I was—I uh, don't know what he offered, but that—that that 40th anniversary thing—that was—that uh, was something special. That was a, a fun little watch over on three the three and a half hours. Three and a half hours of Saturday Night Live, and, and of course, in over 40 years, that's a lot of people, right? But it's still harder than hell to put on a three and a half hour live comedy show. I got to tell you, Absolutely. I really appreciated. Yeah, I appreciated the article that you were that you uh, posted this morning. Uh, you sure. posted it as a good read. The uh, Norm McDonald's tweets from last night, and it's written out there on that Gothamist uh, that you had shared as an actual article. But he actually tweeted those in separate tweets. It about right. uh, it about you know 140 characters per. Isn't that crazy? Well, he's nuts with the Twitter. I mean, I had to stop following him because of his golf uh, obsession. But um, you know. That was cool. That was, I mean, that's that's how you should use uh, Twitter, you know. Right. Give, yeah. Give in, give some backstage info. That's what we, that's what everyone loves. They love knowing what's going on. I'm with you completely. What did what what did what you think your of, all, of everything going on? Celebrity Jeopardy. That did, that went well. It would have gone better yeah, had, it gone, had Eddie Murphy wa- wanted to do it, but I I don't I don't. Uh, condone the man. Like, I, I'm not mad at the man for not doing it. You know what? When I saw that slob kid, what's his name? Uh, Keenan. When I saw him do the uh, Cosby, I didn't think Eddie Murphy at all. I'm like, oh, Keenan has always played Bill Cosby. Right. Uh, Me too. I assumed that it was a Keenan thing, you know? You know, as a matter of fact, I thought it was ballsy because Bill Cosby put Keenan in that, in that dopey Cosby movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, I, I thought you know, I didn't think nothing of it. I don't. I don't think Eddie Murphy needed to do that. Eddie Murphy needed to do something instead of just being a, a bump on the log. Just be. He could have just sat in the audience. If he just wanted to do that. You know. Yeah. They could have sat him next to Lubitz, and everything would have been fine. Right. I guess for me, until I read Norm Macdonald's tweets, I didn't realize that he was one of the main creators of the whole sketch. Oh, uh, Norm Macdonald creating Jeopardy. 
Yeah, Celebrity Jeopardy, the the entire thing. And it and it comes in it's very interesting to find out also that um you know, they wanted to add in all of these other characters and Norm Macdonald's like it doesn't quite work that way. It's it's very interesting to catch it. I think they did a great job with it and made it work really well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It was, I didn't it was, the other writer was Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize the other writer was Fallon's uh sidekick. Why? Well, did you see it, that it, Norm Macdonald actually stole the sketch from uh, Eugene Levy? Oh, that's right. What they do it like uh, at Second City or something or I, I don't know. I, I might have been, um, yeah, Second City TV, SCTV. Right. But that suited fellow with Jimmy Fallon, he uh, he he and uh, Levy, I think, kind of created it. They definitely asked for permission, and Levy gave them their blessing to do it. And I was interested to see the credit that uh, Norm MacDonald gives to Will Ferrell without the way he portrays that character getting upset with what happened oh, yeah. with the uh, characters of Turd Ferguson and uh, Sean Connery, of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, good. absolutely. That that's totally. Uh, he absolutely makes that. It, it, it is one hundred percent accurate. Well, you were telling me the other night we saw each other on Monday, and you were mentioning to me how much you you just loved it. You, you've always loved the Californian sketch, and they brought it back. So oh. I'm glad they were able to get that out there for you. Yeah. No. That that is a masterpiece. That is what art should be. That is the definitive uh, piece of what Saturday night is and can be and forever shall be. It is just absolutely one of the funniest things in the world. Um, you know, it, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't go anywhere. Uh, there's not a laugh in it, and yet they just keep showing it. I mean, that is beautiful. That is art. <laughs> it's 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 something else. Uh, I enjoyed everything about it. The, the Seinfeld, that was fantastic. Um, all of it. All of it was, I, I thought it, I thought it was great. Even the mistakes. The mistakes, you know, those are bound to happen with a live show with guys who are coming in maybe just for a couple hours or not even, you know, get there an hour before and rehearse this and that here and there. I thought it was fantastic. So a lot of old characters, and it was great. Yeah, I could have done without, like, Robert De Niro, you know, adding nothing or um... – that's yeah. what Robert De Niro has always done for the show. I, so I, I guess it's a good tribute. I think he comes out and he's bad. Yeah. All right. I started right. that. Uh, Melissa McCarth- McCartney playing Farley. Uh, I'm, oh, I'm she, glad she did it. What, what's that? She's the, she's the uh, plump girl. Right, right. I'm glad she did it. Uh, there's a few things. I think she's very talented, and she's one of the funniest comedians out there. Uh, I think it says a lot about Chris Farley because uh, I don't think that she did it justice. And that's not saying that she's not good at what she does. I think that just says just how good Chris Farley actually was. Right, right. Yeah, and then uh, who was it? Emma Stone did Rosanna Dana. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was that good. Was, I, I never really, I never really found that funny either. So you know, I, it was. But I thought it was a nice tribute. You know, they, they let yeah. the characters live on. And I think then, I was, uh, the worthless. The worthless Belushi brother did, uh, of course, uh, you know, the Blues Brothers. Yeah, let let him do it. Let him do the tribute. It, it's it's fine. Sure. I'm I'm okay with it. it it's great. Um, oh, the the Bassomatic. Hilarious that that came oh. back with Aykroyd. Yeah. Yeah. That was funny. Good stuff. The uh, the fi- the bow at the end. The, I mean, that stage was just packed. They could barely even move, and it was everybody you saw was an A-lister. Hell, everybody in the crowd. It was cool. Good time. Well done. Yeah. It's got to be a hard show to do. Have you watched yeah. this uh, Better Call Saul? I did. 
I've got I'm uh, yeah. three episodes in. Yeah, I am too. I, I finished up last night, and I thought the first one sucked. I wasn't really sold on it, but uh, wow, the first uh, one was awesome. Came right out of the gate and really? kicked ass. Oh yeah, no doubt about well, it. Well, you don't you don't you don't have the greatest taste of things. You're a Cubs fan, uh, but uh, it, it gave you just enough it, it of a taste of, of of Breaking Bad. It, it filled that hole. The camera angles were back. A lot of uh, similar jokes, and of course, a couple characters, uh, you know, showing up here and there. I thought they did a fine job of that, while also setting themselves up as its own series. And Bob, Od- Bob Odenkirk, Mister Show himself, is doing a damn fantastic job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the acting's good. The show, the show, I think is going to be excellent. I mean, it, it, like I said, it took it took two episodes. The next two episodes really to sell it on me, but it's um, it's good. Episode two, I'll watch it. Yeah, episode two, it, it turned it around, and. Hell, man, I'm I'm happy where it goes, and I think, I think this is exactly how he becomes Saul Goodman. I, I buy it. I think Odin Kirk's doing a great job. Vince Gilligan, all of it. I'm glad I'm glad you're catching up. You just did that yesterday. Well, I th- I had been catching up all week, but yeah, um, and I finally finished on to Anarchy. But um, you know, this Sunday we got the Oscars, and then you got the WWE Fastlane, and yeah. oh my God, you know you know who better call Saul. You know who needs to call Saul right now? Who, who Who's that? The rooftop owners. They need to get a good lawyer in there to get things shut down because they're putting up signs regardless. What What do you mean? You, you, you're you're partnering with those with those rooftop owners, the guys who steal other people's products? No, I say they should blow the whole damn thing up, and not in a terrorist yeah. way, but in a construction kind of way. You know, blow up all those buildings, level it out. And then they should just make parking for that neighborhood. Just a yeah. giant parking lot. Without those places being open, businesses around here wouldn't be open. You wouldn't be making the living that you're doing. You, you need to, oh, you no. need to Nobody... sit back and thank these people for being there. They're the ones who built this neighborhood. That park was here first. These leeches started getting the product for free, selling it. That's like that's like somebody standing outside my window right now watching me run this radio show and paying five bucks a pop for it. And you know what? If we would have settled with the river flowing into Lake Michigan. We probably wouldn't be here either. But you know what we did? We blew the damn thing up, and we reversed the lake and sent all the shit down to St. Louis. That's what I we need to do. I agree. In 10 years, brother, in 10 years, the Cubs are going to own all of those rooftops anyways and do what they want with them. And they're going to put up, they're yeah, gonna put up make those things phenomenal. You can actually feel a part of the experience of Wrigley Field once they get a hold of all of them. They've already gotten three of them. Yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. They're buying up that whole neighborhood, and they're just gonna—they're gonna create a uh, a Cubs theme park down there. Is pretty much what it's gonna be. And oh boy, well, that's not gonna be a looping effort. I love it that the signs are going up. I think it's great. I think the judge just came right in and said, "Nope, we're not waiting. Put up the signs, put up the jumbotrons, and eventually get your bleachers in and installed, and we can have people sitting in those as well. It'll be great." There's a billboard when you drive in the sh- when you drive by Wrigley Field on your way into Wrigley from the uh, heading from the north going south. There's a billboard, and I think it's for Cabela's. And the girl on this billboard is absolutely gorgeous. That's the only positive thing I have to say. Are you driving right now? No, I'm I'm sitting at my computer. Oh, Jesus! Ah. We'll see. I'm happy to hear it. Uh, just saw that they're going to be doing uh, some ceremonies for Ernie Banks on opening day at spring training. I'm going to be there uh, covering they, it. Have they and found Ernie Banks? What's that? Have they found Ernie Banks? No, that is still up in the air. And then they're also going to be doing a ceremony for him at opening day here at Wrigley Field. 
I'll be there covering that as well. And then uh, they're going to be wearing a patch the entire season. Like an eye patch? No, uh, Al, see what happens in sports when, when people pass away. Like in football, they wear a helmet decal, like a circle. In things like basketball and baseball, there tends to be a patch on the uniform. So there's going to be a number 14 patch for any banks. I think it's great. Oh, for God's sakes. Now no, that we, we don't explain. even know where he is. They think, they think maybe there's rumors and speculation, and I have no inside knowledge, and I'm not saying this would happen. But there's some, uh, there's some talk maybe the guy was murdered. What? Yeah, that's what the yeah. uh, the caregiver is. That, you know, there's some rumors about the caregiver. Now, I'm not slandering the woman. I don't know her personally. These are just speculations. These are just uh, little thoughts floating through the air. But there's some uh, there's some there's some things there's some talk there's some rumors that you know there might have been some weird stuff going on with old Ernie Banks. Well, and nobody knows what he is. I do, but I can't tell you. I'm not at liberty long, yeah, to say. Yeah, of course, of course, you know, you know all. As long as there isn't well, any I, like Casey Kasem thing, don't don't get him over to Norway or overseas or wherever. Don't take him to Canada. Well, you know, I used to work in the death industry, so I, you know, I got uh, I got some uh, inside info, but yeah. You are on episode uh, one fifteen of the Larcher and Lawrence in Sports Show. That gentleman you hear over there is Al Larcher. My name's Clark Lawrence, and we do the show weekly. You there, Al? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, that's Clark, but, you know, you uh, you went for it. That's all right. Oh, man. Uh, we're going to get some Skype up here. Soon we're going to be as good as uh, Boars and uh, Bonestein over there. Oh, they broke the top ten for the first time. Yeah, they did. And he's doing that three days a week from Okina, I think. I know. That's the way to do it. Don't leave your house. If you can do one of these damn shows without actually having to leave the listen. If I could work every day without leaving the house, I would. I would not. I would never leave the house. I would go. Maybe I could go grocery shopping because I enjoy grocery shopping. I like smelling the produce and you know seeing people. But I only go at three in the morning, so there's very limited people, which is perfect. You know, I get my chicken bratwurst and um, you know all my little diet things, and that, that's fine. That's all the interaction I need. Okay. Well, that's good. That's great. He's Al Larcher, Larcher Than Life on Twitter, Larcher Than Life on Instagram. You can find me, Clark, in Chicago on uh, Twitter and also on Instagram. Uh, we're going to do it. We're going to bring in uh, our baseball guy, JFerrari75 on Twitter. He is. He's in Madison. As I mentioned earlier, he has spent the last two weeks hiding in an underground bunker with nothing but bourbon and chocolate to fuel him along while he has been trying to get to the bottom of this scouting combine. Mr. Ferrari, how are you this evening? Good, man. How are you guys doing? Cold. Yeah, yeah. It's uh did it break did it break positive degrees up there today? I um, yeah, I'm not I, think I think it was like negative seven here all day. <clears throat> Jesus. Yeah, wow. no, uh here I think we might have been hovering around zero. I, I walked out of the apartment <laughs> twice and that was uh, with two different uh, trips to the garbage can and the recycling, and that is about it so far. I am fixing on leaving here in a little bit, and we'll see what happens. The way I understand it, you haven't even been outside to check that out, Ferrari. What do you think about Today, the no. scouting combine and your Chicago Bears? Um, well, I'm I'm excited. I've actually been watching a lot of a video on uh, people that would be good fits for us in all rounds, but obviously been focusing more on the higher rounds for now. Um, 
it's a one one thing that's fortunate for us on a number of reasons is it's a deep draft at a lot of positions we need and moving to a 3-4 makes it a little bit easier to draft and uh clearly that's something that we need with uh with I'm excited to see these guys actually I mean these drills are drills and stuff you know it's not I've seen them on tape but I just want to see how they react to some of these drills because some of these guys have to be able to cover in space and that's going to be big for uh, our linebackers well it's definitely the end of an era as we say goodbye to the Tampa 2 uh, are you excited about uh, leaving the Tampa 2 and moving towards the um the 3-4 uh, the much well, value I mean for I've been ex- I've been asking for this for years I was never really a fan of the of the you know, the structural Tampa too. I just think that we are fortunate enough to have personnel that were making plays and, and, and causing turnovers. But other than that, you know, statistically we weren't amazing by any means. And the league figured that out about five years ago. So yeah. I think Lovey might be the only one going with, with a standard Tampa two in the whole league now. Sure. So this sure. is a good yeah. thing. Yeah, no, sure. I mean, uh, you know, um, one. What, what were you gonna say? Sorry. What, what, do, what do you think our odds are this year? I mean, what do you think? What What are you expecting from the Bears? I mean, obviously we need a good draft, but let's say we we do get a good defensive player, which I think we'll get at seven. I think we'll find maybe a, a, an edge rusher or maybe that that guy in the center. But yeah. um, I mean, what what is the best hope for the Bears? Do you think this is a blow off year? I think. And I, you know what, and I, I've been saying this, and I think John Fox actually said it in his press conference yesterday, it's kind of understate and overproduce. I mean, I think that's mm-hmm. the kind of year that we should expect and is, is very realistic. I mean, I don't think anyone in the building thinks we're going to suck. We're going to be the worst team in the division because if you have that mindset, then get out. But yeah. they're also very realistic, and they see that we have a lot of holes on this roster a lot of age on this roster, but we have good cap space. There are a lot of free agents available. I did a very long blog post about every single free agent position. It's great for us, except for quarterback. That's the only position that sucks, but that's kind of every year. Uh, right. I, I mean, honestly, I'm not saying playoffs. I'm not saying anything like that, but with the mentality difference, with cleaning up some poisons in that locker room, and with teaching these guys fundamentals with some actual coaches who've been getting it done the last several years, I don't see how we can't be better than a five-win team. I mean, I, if we only win five games, I'd be shocked. All right. I mean, the talk keeps coming back. I mean, it looks like Jay Cutler's here. I mean, there, there was uh, – John Fox was very sketchy with it. He didn't say much. He, he kind of said, hey, we know Jay Cutler's got the talent to, to succeed, but there's some other issues we need to kind of look at. Uh, he was very right. vague as as in non-committal to Jay Cutler, but most people assume we are Jay Cutler's our quarterback, and you know what? That's just what it is, and we got a year to see what happens here. Uh, but but Marshall is still up in the air. What do you what do you think ultimately is going to happen there? You know, I mean, I'm I'm not saying that we should get rid of either of them, but if we do get rid of one of them, I think it should be Marshall, um, just for the simple fact as he's. Getting up there in age, he's been very productive, but he was injured a lot this last season. He was obviously a problem in the locker room, and I think we can go younger and maybe not replace 100 catches, but we can get someone in for 60 
You know what I mean? You've got yeah. Alshon on the other side. We need to bring in someone with speed in the slot to extend the field. So if I had Al- to choose, I'd say he's got to go just from a pure attitude in the locker room, which which is unfortunate because think of what he was like two years ago. Two off I'm with you, Matt. I'm interested in Last offseason. Al, I, I'm interested in hearing your thoughts on, on Brandon Marshall. Um, yeah, what do you in, think? In, in his shot here with the Bears. I, I don't see the upside in it. Like, I don't know that. I think you give your coaching your coaching staff a chance to, to handle him. You know what? Right. And if it goes back, it should go back quick. You know what? You go a couple. You say, hey, you can't do the television anymore. If he throws a fit and he walks out, well, then you got your answer. Then then we Brandon Marshall's gone. It, Brandon Marshall's willing to listen to this coaching staff. I, I say you give that coaching chance a staff to, uh, a, a chance to work with this guy. Well, um, I, I wouldn't necessarily run him out of there. I, feel I like wouldn't either. I, I just said, you know, if we had to pick one, but I would pre- prefer them both to be here and see right. what they can do. And if not, they're gone. Period. Right. Exactly. Right. Like, I would rather see the ship go down with with Cutler at the helm this year while they're fixing the other parts. I guess the ship wouldn't go down. They're going to keep it barely afloat on the life raft with Jay Cutler for one more year, and there's going to be more options eventually for that position anyway. There's really no reason to cut him and go with, let's say it, uh, uh, Josh McCown, the breakfast eater himself. Um, (laughs) That was the biggest news of the day yesterday. I'll tell you. He had breakfast with Jay. It will be. Josh McCown and whoever else ends up being the backup is always the talk of the fan base in Chicago. We can't escape it. It's ridiculous. You just you expect it, you know. I mean, I completely understand not what fans are saying, but why we would be talking to him. Familiarity. The guy's good in the locker room. He's he's good for the other players and both, you know, the, the coaches know him. Ryan Pace knows him. Adam Gase coached him and uh-huh. you know and uh, uh who else oh, john fox coached him as well so i get it and look at the rest of the list other than his age i mean what mark sanchez you know it's it's a really bad quarterback list so if he's our backup i'm not angry right. no i'm not either uh general manager pace uh on the defense in the three four talking about a guy that we've already that we have who has played quite a bit of three four in dallas uh, he's talking about uh, Jeremiah Ratliff, of course. He says, I think there are a couple of guys who can do it. One of them has done it before in Dallas. It doesn't have to be this big 350-pound space eater. You can use him in a variety of ways. Yeah, you need you need a space eater. It doesn't have to be 350-pound space eater. But, I mean, Jeremiah Ratliff, when he played that position, was playing it at 320. Ego Ferguson, who I know that's the other person they're talking about because we don't have anyone else who fits that gap scheme size wise or skill set wise. So it's those two guys. Um, yeah. I mean, Ratliff is 34 and he had some injury problems. That's why he was out of the league for a year. I mean, I, he was probably one of our best defensive players last year when he was on the field. So, and this is his natural system. I mean, I'm why not use him, but we need, we need a rookie. We need a young guy who is, that's his skill set. And that's who yep. I think I, I want to draft. The only problem with what you said there is when he was on the field. I mean, it seems like every time I get excited about him, he's off the field. Exactly. No. So, and and he's getting up there in age. I don't know how old he is, but uh, thirty-four, well, I think. 
Yeah, he, he's he's up there somewhere around there. And as you said, that that's, of course, a pretty big concern. Uh, I talked to Al a little bit about it, but they are mentioning the idea of uh, Jared Allen and Houston uh, kind of stepping back. Is that going to look a lot like the uh, Julius Peppers position up north in Green Bay? The elephant? <laughs> the elephant. Uh, Yes, that's what his position's called in that D. I think, you know, it's it's, it's so hard. It's got to be really hard for these guys. It's all speculation right now. I mean, they know you you know what Jared Allen can do. You know what Willie Young can do, or excuse me, you know what they can do well. They are pass rushers. They are high motor guys. That's been their mo all the, you know forever. And Willie Young's been gradually getting better against the run, but. In a 3-4, they're talking about possibly putting those guys as edge rushers. And like Fox said, until you see them on the on the field, like we can we can only guess. Hey, they they're athletic, they can do it. But I mean, these two guys are going to have to be asked to drop back in coverage. I mean, that's a big 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 responsibility. And Peppers is a freak. That's why he's able to do it. They had him on a tight end. I don't know if Allen or Young can do that. You know, we're going to have to see. So we need to sure. draft for that for sure. Well, I'm excited. I mean, if anything else, I probably would have went. If, let's say there was no changes, I would I, I would have tried to put a positive spin on this season. I still would have watched, but it, it would have been in, in the bottom of my heart. I would have known it would have been another disaster. Where yeah. this year, I mean, I'm excited, even though I know that the playoffs may not even be a realistic talk. That I still I, I want to see what happens here. I, there, there's so much upswing. There's so much foundation being laid. I mean, it's just like the Cubs. You you drive by Wrigley Field. You see them tearing things up. You see them scrubbing the bad out of there. You, you know once they get the disease off the walls of losing, maybe they can put up some new walls with some cleanness, some sterile winning uh, percentages up, and things will get better. And I feel the same way with the Bears. I feel like things are getting good. Well, they're going about it the right way, you know, and I think that there's a reason. It's, it's different. You know, I think as Bears fans, over the last several years, we've kind of looked for reasons to want to be optimistic. You know, oh, well, they must know. He must be good. You know, like we don't, we don't really know. I mean, but now, I mean, not many organizations, unless you're like a, you know, uh, some new franchise, has a new GM and a new coach and a new staff and new, new like people running the scouting department to start a season in a rebuild. I mean, that's, kind of unheard of, and that's why there seems to be so many problems in the league between the front office and the coach. Now these guys are locked up with a philosophy, and they're executing it. I mean, optimism, I think, is an understatement, and hope is an understatement. There's a lot of positive things happening, and you know at the very least they're turning it around. If people are expecting Super Bowl, they're crazy. Stranger things have happened, but we're going to be a better program we're going to be more sound fundamentally. We're going to actually run the football, and we're going to be an aggressive defense. And that's what the Bears have been until they, you know, hit the dumpster. So there's a reason for, for this positive energy. I, I love it, man. I'm fired up. Well, Jason, oh, I'm as fired up as you fellas are. How about that? And uh, Jason, Jason Ferrari's joining us. He is at Jason Ferrari seventy five on Twitter. He also runs himself a blog. Uh, the football stuff and things blog is at footballstuffandthings.blogspot.com. Uh, and I know that you recently uh, you wrote about the free free agency, and that's something that I haven't really seen anywhere else. Uh, what out, what is out there for these Chicago Bears at this time? Well, I mean, it depends on what, 
name a position. You know, we could talk about that for a long time. But if there's anything you want to focus on, I can. Well, I tell you, quarterback. But we've already we've already pretty much established what's out there for that. Um, yeah, quarterback's bad. Um, well, Scott, I mean, we we need help at every position because the Bears lack depth. We don't have depth, and with new schematic changes, we have even less depth because we don't have people that fit what we're going to be trying to do. And, I mean, uh, one person that I, I said that I would love for us to go after, and I think you guys are probably familiar with him, is Jerome Felt- Felton, who got cut by Minnesota. Okay. He's uh, okay. he's the fullback who was paving the way for Adrian Peterson for several years. And we just uh, – Forte runs better with a fullback. And we – Pressman got rid of him. We got – he cut our fullbacks. So, yeah, that's an, I think that's an easy signing that won't cost a lot of money. That'll change a lot. Um, that's someone that I think we should go after. It's not high tier, but it's it's it'll help for sure. Um, you know, <laughs> we have so many needs, man. <laughs> no, I know. I mean, we need on the same oh, thing. Though, I, mean, I know there's a lot of needs, so we're we're still looking at going for the best player available at the number seven pick. Right, and I think Pace said it. Pace said it in the in his interview, and I, I completely agree with this, and I'm so glad that this is what he said. It, you're not trying to build your team through free agency by bringing in older veterans that all that does is age your team. What you're trying to do is fill the holes with good players so you, in fact, can draft the best player available because we haven't. We don't do that. Emery either drafts for, like, freakish athletic ability or whatever, what did he call them, dynamic athletes, or or for a position of need, which always ends up being a reach. You know, we need a nose tackle. That guy's not great, but we'll take him at seven? No, like it's – now we can literally say if – hell, man, if Mariota falls to us, that draft room is having a conversation. You know, it's just they can literally take yeah. whoever they want, and we, we have not had that before. And that, not that I can remember in recent years. We've always been drafting for a position of need. Now we and need to Is Mariota were to fall to us? I mean, you're right. That conversation should be had. I'm not. I'm not opposed to it. Yeah. I think it's crazy, man. Like honestly, that oh, this is going to be an interesting top five of the draft. If especially if there's any trades or anything, and I think that you can tell that Pace and Fox are doing the right thing by not. Saying you know it's all smoke and mirrors. It's, that's what every coach is doing this week at the combine. But at the same time, what they're doing is driving up potential trade value for people on our team. And I'm talking about Cutler and I'm talking about Marshall by not committing to them because you know teams are interested in them. You know it. <laughs> I'm with it. What if Ferrari? What if as that, always? Oh, it's been a pleasure having you on. I think Al has one more thing for you. Oh sure. Hey, what if we get to what if we get say to the seventh pick? And we get an offer to trade down to like the 16th pick. Do Would it. Would you be comfortable with that? Huh. Well, all right. I'm. Uh, let's. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. You know, our draft board in order of like rankings of need. Pace said it. Fox said it. It's obvious. Pass rusher and an anchor in the middle. Those are two big needs. Quarterback yeah. not deep in this draft. Safety is less deep than quarterback, which is kind of brutal. It's a bad draft for safety. Uh, right. And so, I mean, you've got people, I'd say, who you could categorize as solid day one starters from a pass rushing standpoint in a 3-4. And you've got two defensive tackles 
And I don't think any of those guys will be there at 16, not one. I think they'll all be gone. Pass rusher is going to be the biggest thing taken in the first round. So unless we get another first rounder and a couple of second rounders and maybe our fifth rounder back, no way. I mean, I would not okay. go out of the 12. I would not go out of 12. Okay. All right. Just yeah. wanted to throw it out there. I'm with it. Yeah, no, Jason, a trade is, is good. It could be good, but that's far back. Yeah. I, I, I think trade down I mean, would Oh, when you have a lot of positions in there that you need to fill, uh, they need some depth. They need a lot going on. I think trading down, if you can get a couple picks out of that, I I don't think it's a terrible idea. I just I don't. No, I, not at all. I mean, they've got six picks right now, and they're not going to draft six starters. But you know what? They should damn well draft two, and it'll be the right. first time in a long time that we have two starters drafted in first and second round. Jesus, how many years have we drafted zero starters? Jesus. I mean. Long? Is that the first in a while? I, I think so. I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, Jeffrey Long. Yeah, was Jeffrey? Yeah, start, yeah I guess he was starting this season. Yeah, by, by the end. Wow, he was, yeah, well, he was rotating in and out, and then became a starter. Let's see if we can get that that young man in there and a little healthy this season. That last year, a little bit of a slip, but I think a lot of that might just be on coaching know-how. Might have been. A, a lot of it along with the injuries. So. Well, there was no well, I, adjustments. I mean, you saw that. They, they were running the same stuff. We have no speed, so they knowledge. doubled our guys and bumped them off the line, and we weren't running the ball. I mean, we were, compl- we were zero-dimensional. We weren't even one-dimensional. We couldn't move the ball. We couldn't score. <laughs> I, have one, I have one comment on Emery's uh, drafting, and that's this. <laughs> <laughs> well, my friend, uh, Jason... That's- Efficiently sums it up. <laughs> Football stuff and things dot blogspot dot com at Jason Ferrari seventy five. We appreciate you joining us. Follow him on Twitter. Sure, sure. You tweet out a bunch of great information. You write a great blog, and we always appreciate you having always you. a good range. Yep, we'll have you back soon. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Take it easy, brother. Right, thanks, Jason. All right, take care. Door is closing. It's always good to have Jason on the Larcher and Lawrence at Sports Show. You're listening to episode 115 right here. And I think I just muted my partner when I meant to mute him. Al, you still there? Oh, good. Well, that comment was a good throwaway. Are you glad that it didn't get heard? Well, you said that, you know, it's always good to have Jason on. And I said, well, yeah, because it's our only sports content. No shit. Which brings me to my, I was just about getting ready to talk to you about Criminal Minds, in fact. Uh, folks, you're listening to the Larcher and Lawrence Sports Show. We do the show weekly. Uh, we're on Stitcher Radio, iTunes. We are on Player FM as well. Uh, i got to tell you, we're on an hour early because I'm going to be uh, heading over to a pretty great function tonight, Al. I just wanted to mention it real quick here. Um, the Nate Bell Ward Foundation proudly presents Jammin' on Ashland 3. It starts tonight at 7 p.m., so if you're listening live, head on over there. If you're not listening live, you can still help out. they got websites and everything. And what the Maybell Bell Ward Foundation is, um, more than half of you, more than half of all Americans know somebody with Alzheimer's. My friend Teron and his family, they started this in honor of his grandmother, Maybell Ward. They do great work. The foundation is 501c3, which, Al, I'm pretty sure that what that means is that you can write that off on your tax forms. That's what I think oh. that about. But they're doing Jammin' on Ashland 3 tonight. Uh, doors actually open at 7.30 p.m. It's at Temple Bar at Ashland and Wellington. It's Kitty Corner from the Jewel. Kitty, You say Kitty Corner? Kitty Corner, yeah. That means like on the exact opposite corner, right? 
Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. Parallel. It's not, it's not across just one street. It's across them both. Isn't that kitty corner? Parallel, yeah. Caddy Corner. Some some call it Caddy Corner. Anyways, tonight's performance yeah. is from uh, Revolt Coda, Beast Warrior, Big Otis, and Nick Lynch. It's a very diverse musical night. You can catch great music. It's just 25 bucks at the door. It includes a couple of drinks, the music all night long, and you're there to help out a great foundation. Uh, I'll be there. Uh, I'm leaving here after the, after we get off the air here in about 15 minutes. Okay. Are you uh, are you wearing pants? I am going to wear pants. I got myself on a, a, a collared shirt. I'm going to head over there and... Uh, Listen to some great music. That's that's about it. Oh, I thought you were volunteering. I thought you were I, volunteering. Yeah, I am going to volunteer over there. I'm going to help well, him uh, we, set up a takedown. We, Lauren's going to be helping taking tickets at the front door. I was trying no, to no, get the impression there that I was just going to hang out, Al, for our for the faithful listeners. Yeah, you need to. They need to listen. If anybody from this foundation is listening right now, and I know you're probably busy getting things together. Make sure you put uh, Clark out in the parking lot. What? Get out of here. We're, we're inside. It's an inside thing. No, you're a hard, gonna be, you're you, a hard you're worker. You're away. trained to be outside. I think that's appropriate. Uh, hey, back to that rooftop things. We had a couple people comment on the Larcher and Lawrence Facebook page. We are there, Larcher and Lawrence Sports Show. Find us there. Um, Brian Hunter, we've heard from him in the past. He says, good, let's get it done. In 10 years, Ricketts and the Cubs, they'll own the rooftops anyways. That must be where I heard that earlier and mentioned it. Uh, Jason, Jason uh, chimes in and says, uh, it blames the city for not uh, letting them build up the over the signs, so they can blame them for that. He says the rooftop owners need to just let it go. Okay. Go. Uh, also on our Facebook page, Al, this one's for you, for me. Uh, what do you think about this? Uh, Chad chimes in and says, what do you think about NASCAR as a sport? Hmm. Well, there's no, I mean, there's no argument that it's a, it's a moneymaker. I, I think it's one of the highest profiting sports in North America and possibly the world. I think it does better than baseball. And if, I mean, if we're going to call that crap sports, then why not call NASCAR a sport? I think it's, it's absolutely a sport. As a matter of fact, I don't know if you know this about me, Clark, but I used to be, I'm the founding uh, president of the Greg uh, Simple Biffle Fan Club. Uh, I ran that for a couple of years. I'm a big fan of, uh, well, no, I'm not a big fan of NASCAR. I don't know what the hell is going on. They just drive in circles. To me, it seems idiotic. But I get it. I like that the people like it, and I'm a man of the people. So I'm all for NASCAR. Well, my friend, i got to tell you, I, I am as well. I I would like to get join a fantasy NASCAR league, in fact, so I can stay up to date with it. Dale Jr.'s always my driver. He had a decent comeback year next last week. and uh, Or last year he had a decent comeback year. Things are going pretty well. And then uh, Daytona 500's coming up this weekend. Mm-hmm. Hell of a big well, weekend. You mentioned the Oscars. I caught a couple of those movies, Birdman, American Sniper, yep. things like that. That'll yep. be exciting. They are going head-to-head with the WWE Fast Lane. That, that they are, man. The winner of the Fast Lane main event goes on to face Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. You have to say it like that. Just ask Paul. Yeah, what do so you expect, we, well, we normally get together. We normally get together and we watch it. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen this week with the Oscars. I'm sure you're going to many Bellyhood Oscar parties. I mean, walking no, down the red I, carpet. And, I haven't heard of anything yet. I'm thinking maybe some pay-per-view action. Like, uh, I know that we can go the studio screen on one thing, and then the um, 
the screen in the in the main dining in the, in the main mm-hmm. living room. We can watch the Oscars or something on that screen. So uh, we could do it all. Lauren'd be happy with both, I would imagine. Oh, I, I'm sure she's. I'm sure she's cooking up a cheese spread right now. I think she's already contacted the local jewel to ask them about which cheese spread is good for both. A WWE. No, 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 no. I'm pretty sure she was contacting John Jewell, the divorce attorney. Wait, hang on. Why? Why is she calling him? Does I don't she know. Somebody, does she know somebody getting a divorce? Well, I mean, you know, maybe you should talk to her first before. Uh, you know. Although, huh? Huh? What was that? Uh, some oh. interference there. Sound like Cartman. Yeah, I heard him. He's talking about your your Democrats. Uh, oh yeah, Al, horrible people. You and I, my friend, are up for a position over there at Wrigley Field. Yeah, they're, they're, they're looking for a DJ. I mean, I don't think anybody fits this field better than I do. I think that everything that they're looking for, they're looking for somebody who can play music, yeah, and play organs and play clips at appropriate levels. Well, shit, appropriate levels. I'm out. Well, yeah, we're both out on that one. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I understand why you would think you'd be the man for that job, but listen. They are starting something fresh, and I have been on the Cubs bandwagon since the new regime, since day one. I'm all for the good Cubs, the new Cubs, the new generation. Rub the losers out of there, and unfortunately, you're tainted, man. You are tainted with the old, bad Cubs. You know, you can't you can't wash that off, Clark. I'm sorry. So you don't even want the position, then, because you can't wash that loss off your body? Is that the problem there? No, 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 no. I don't have any loss on my body. That's why I'm perfect for it, because I'm going to go in there with the new Cubs and the new feel of the Cubs and, and, and this kick-ass positive, we're going to win it all because we're a real organization deal. And I'm not, I have no taints to the old uh, organization like you do. So, I, I mean, I'm a much better selection for the job where you, you hold a lot of the baggage of the past. You know what I mean? Yeah, hey, get out of here, pal. You know what? A lot of guys are still around up there, you know, Uh Crane Kenny is still up there uh, r- running things. Uh, Pat Hughes, still around, still making it happen. Kerry Wood, still big in the or- organization. Ernie Banks, up until his death. I mean, th- they keep the Cubs yeah. going there. And as far as you that, levels for the music and the clips and the whatnot, I'll be doing just fine as long as there isn't somebody who's had a few adult beverages trying to sing into a microphone. Other than that, I do just fine with levels. Mm. All right. I mean, if you say so, but, you know, uh, from what I understand, you know, they, they're going to want somebody like me who's going to go out there and uh, y- really make a difference. Um, they're from, looking uh, for somebody a, a with new, the ability. A with new the direction. Ability, somebody with the ability to commit to 60 or more games, deep knowledge of music, both current trends and classic hits, understanding of Cubs fan base and Wrigley Field history. You're out. General knowledge of baseball. Oh. You're out. And in-depth understanding of different situations throughout the game. Al? I apologize. I'm sorry that I'm going to be applying for the same position, and I'm going to get the gig over you because you're just not quite qualified, my friend. Well, I don't understand why you're being so, uh, you know, um, confrontational about this. We could, we could, the two of us could go there as uh, Opie and Anthony or, um, you know, Eddie and Jobo of the uh, the Cubs world, and we could go and we could do it. We could be the Larcher and Lawrence and DJs up there. You know, you you could play your um, your Otis Redding uh, Thousand Dances. I'll play some Nicki Minaj, and we'll, oh, we'll have perfect. fun. 
Perfect. You know what, pal? You're right. I'm glad I thought of it. I think we should go in there as a team. Uh, are, are you willing to take half the money? Yeah, I'll take half. All right, because uh, I'm willing to take uh, 75%. So we can we can work out the details in there. Okay. All right. Sounds All right. good. Yeah. Partner, it's been fun uh, yeah. being back on the air with you, my friend. Back on the airwaves, the internet airwaves. Oh, this has been this is the highlight of my week. This is absolutely I'm, a blast. I'm, I'm you know what? So last excited night, we had the opportunity to do this. I thought I might have had the highlight of my week last night. Last night was a great night. I got to have a, a date with my wife to see uh, that, a screening of that Hot Tub Time Machine 2, and then I ended up over there at the bar where you're running karaoke and celebrating the birthday of, uh, of the great Charlie Hogan, the legendary Charlie Hogan. Yeah, that was a good time. That was fun. I, actually, fun? I enjoyed my night last night. Isn't that? It's nice to be able to enjoy your time at work. I got to tell yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I'm, because I'm dieting, because I'm back on the wagon, I'm not drinking. So, uh, you know, I was able to put everything uh, in perspective and have a good time and just uh, relax and enjoy the ride. Like when you say you're not drinking, like you, you've cut that out of the diet as part of the uh, the new jumping back into the diet thing? Well, you know what? It's it's all about, again, it's counting calories, and alcohol has a lot of calories. So, you know, if if an opportunity presents itself to drink, I might give up eating a, a sandwich. I might, you know, have a couple drinks and not eat a, a sandwich or skip a salad that day. So it's not out of the question, but I think anytime you diet, in week one of the diet, you should probably strip down to as much, much bare minimum as possible. And with you, have you, you've dusted off the old MyFitnessPal app? Yeah, the fitness. I'm back on the fitness pal wagon. I uh, I discovered the other day I can eat a pound of shrimp. All I got to do is walk into Dominic's or Jewel or whatever the hell that place is. You go in there, you go to the section. The, the shrimp's already cooked. You get a pound of it. You know, you get a little cocktail sauce. You add a couple, you know, 100 calories there. A pound of shrimp is 250 calories. I could sit on my fat ass and watch uh, Better Call Sal, and I can eat shrimp. You're good to go, my man. Uh but then somebody was telling me shrimp's high in cholesterol, so I don't. You know, you can't win. Well, it's all about uh, what do you call that when you you you, you take things and you eat a little bit of everything. It's a it's an easy yeah. word. Words are leaving me here, which is great. It's great. Moderation. You need You're looking for moderation. There it is, moderation. You know what? You and Lauren both said it at the same time. So I got to I got to thank you both for showing up there and okay. helping me un, unclark myself there. You, you should grab the uh, the Fitbit, my friend. I've been having a good time with that. I know you were the first one with the wrist the wrist thing, but uh, I've been doing my best to get 10,000 steps in a day. My next step... Well, mine's is- broken. Okay. Mine's broken, and I don't I don't see myself buying a new one until it's summer or, you know, until the weather's yeah. uh, a little nicer because there's no point in torturing myself trying to walk when it's, you know, below zero outside. My steps are down today. Did you ever find yourself walking around your apartment trying to get your steps in? Yeah, I, I used to do that, sure, yeah. You wander a little bit, you know, you walk around, uh, you, you yourself check yourself out in the mirror, and then you go look out the window, and then you you look at the mirror, and then you go eat a popsicle. On the same token, I want to get a drone. I want one of those flying drones with a camera on it. Okay, well, it's voyeuristic. Well, but y'all... We are... <laughs> yeah. We're a voyeuristic society. Partner, I hope the uh, Larcher and Lawrence and... North Studio is, is is treating you well. I hope that it's treated you well all night. 
Yeah, no, I'm for it. We should do this again next week. I mean, this is a, this is a lot nicer. This is good. Maybe not next week, but I think we should probably, probably a couple times a week we can go ahead, or a couple times a month we can do it. What do you think about that? Well, there's only four days in a month, so a couple times would be two, so that'd be half a month. I'm all right with that. There you go. Yeah. We'll average 1.5 times per month. You're, it's a little easier for us to work together when we're, when we're in the same room. I don't think we talk over each other quite as much. Can you hear that? Yeah, you got music playing. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm playing us out, my friend. ESPN is now reporting Mariotti to the Bears. Not impossible. So. Not possible. I'll be darned. I thought Not Jamie impossible. was coming back. I thought he was coming Not back. Not impossible. Oh, it is possible. No, Yes, it's possible. Not impossible. So possible. Very good. Thank you for helping me with words again. It's episode 115 that you just are finishing up right here. We'll come back next time with episode 116. Find us at Larcher Lawrence in L-A-C, or no, L-A-R-C-H-E-R-L-O-R-E-N-S-E-N on Twitter. He is Larcher Than Life on Twitter. I am at Clark in Chicago. Thank you to our friend Jason Ferrari. Check out the Maybell Ward Foundation on Facebook. Al Larcher, enjoy your evening, my friend. Yeah, good luck with that. I'm glad to see you're doing something for, uh, productive for society. You're a fine American. Yeah, something for dementia and whatnot. I, uh, it's something near and dear to me, and we all know somebody who's been through it. And you know what? There's a damn good chance that you and I will be going through it ourselves. So let's help ourselves in the future. Well, that's why I take as much drugs as the president. <laughs> Have a good night, my man. All right, take care. Take it easy. Hi, this is Merle Haggard, and you're listening to Big Al Archer. Stay tuned. This is a Ricky Ricardo production.